altar, hear God's voice, and I trust his voice, and then obey his voice. Then once we've done all those three tasks, then we're supposed to accept the calling that he put on your life while you were at the altar, or wherever he put it, you know, it doesn't have to be at a physical altar, but just wherever he sent that, put that calling on your life, accept his calling, then we're supposed to protect that calling that he put on your life and perfect his calling in our lives. We, we shouldn't just stay dormant on a pew doing nothing else. This church should be full. Everybody has at least three friends, right? Does everybody have three friends here? Because I know no one who has no friends. That's absolutely no none. You at least have three friends. Are all of them going to a church? If so, that's great. You're not supposed to just steal one another from churches. That's not, that's not your calling. But if they are actively not going to church, then you are not doing what your calling is. You are supposed to be making men of, all, of, of fishers of men. You are supposed to be fishers of men and bringing them into the house of the Lord so that they can be changed. Um, so that is where I'm going to end off. And I'm going to call, um, none of them want to go. So helpful. Kamaya, uh, come on and share your, your experience at Camp Chorus. Yeah, the veteran, the one who has been there before. Yes. I love Kamaya. She's the best. She may or may not ignore me most of the week. And I tell her all these things. And then she just, at the end of whatever I'm saying, she's, what? I don't know. Kamaya, I think that the Lord's doing something in your life. I think that the Lord's doing something in your life. And so she told me all week that she wasn't going to share anything. But here she is. And her testimony is extensive. I will let you know. So <laughs> uh, so we're celebrating that. So It is kind of long. Uh, camp this year was actually busting bus and it was great. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, as I expected, um, I'm just going to talk about uh, the activity in camp in general. No matter what, I personally feel like church camp changes everyone's life, whether it's like something small, like meeting a new friend or like something big, like God changing or offering something in your life um, so powerful that it will hold within you from here on out. Uh, because God always has something to offer. I'm so glad that I was able to go to camp this year, COVID not allowing us to go last year. And I'm really uh, grateful for the opportunity to even go to this camp. Uh, yet again, it was a great experience and I wouldn't have been without Tabby or Matt or everyone that went. Um, I really enjoyed the waterfront this year and getting forced to go on the water slides. Thanks, Brielle. Um, and kayaking, canoeing, gaga ball, doing squad wars. By the way, Team Yoshi is the best. Um, moving forward, I want to start off by saying that before camp, I hadn't been to church in a while. I tried to start going to this new church closer with a home or by home for, with a friend for a little bit but I felt like it really wasn't for me. I wasn't close with anyone and I didn't really know anything. I wasn't really even paying attention during service. I just kind of sat there wandering in my own mind. Uh, I hadn't realized that I lost des desperation for God's presence. I started to sin and I let the devil try and get a hold of me and I did end up getting an addiction. I was filled with so much guilt and bottled up with so many emotions and I decided to just continue and it eventually got worse. Being surrounded by so much sin in my environment wasn't helpful. Um, it eventually got to the point where I didn't even want to go to church anymore. Anyways, uh, we had this amazing pastor this year. His name was Pastor Nick, like Tabby said. Um, I personally feel like he laid something on everyone's heart during the week, and he definitely touched mine. One night he was, while he was preaching, he started to speak about giants. Um, as he said, remove all your giants. These giants included all your guilt, your anxiety, your fear, your depression, your addictions, whatever it was. Just give it all up. Give it to God because that's what he's here for. Just put it in the past. Just drop it because we are not to feed these giants and make them bigger. Just rip their head off and just throw them away. So we all asked if we could head to the uh, altar, and it didn't matter where, whether you were standing, sitting on your knees, but 
whenever I was told to go up and build your own, my own altar and give everything to God, I kind of just held back. I felt so embarrassed and ashamed of what I had done, but I shouldn't have because God knows everything we go through, and I just need to talk to him about it, yet I chose not to. Before service on the first night, Tabby told us to make something happen now instead of just waiting until the last day, which made me feel down because I ended up just bottling all my emotions throughout the week when I could have just spoke to God. On the last night during worship, Micah came up to me. I just thought he was going to give me a hug, but he began to pray for me. He prayed for me while the song Fresh Wind was on playing and the lyric Pour Your Spirit Out on repeat. He prayed for me to just give God everything and I stopped holding everything in. I didn't understand how he knew about this as not really telling anyone, but to remove whatever I had in me and just give it to God. What I wasn't realizing that this whole time, that knowing that Jesus literally died on that cross for me, that he died on that cross for my sins, I was holding back from talking to my own father. I was holding back from telling my father everything, knowing his arms are open wide and he knows everything I've done. I just needed to talk to him. Within this moment, again, Micah told me to just give it to God. Pour my spirit out. Just pour it out. I felt my whole body begin to shake more as I started to cry. I just decided to tell God everything. I immediately felt this burden lift off my shoulders, and I felt the Holy Spirit for the first time. It was amazing. God just told me to put everything away. Just give it all to him. So I did. And for the first time in a while, I felt and I feel really happy. Thank you. This year was my first time at camp, and I really enjoyed it. It was really fun going with my friends, and I really loved like, the water slides and everything. And Pastor Nick was great, like really liked the dig. Um, but my favorite part of it all was growing closer to God. <laughs> Before I came to camp, yeah, I loved God and stuff, but I never really wanted to be as close to him as possible. I mean, I did want him, but I never really knew what it was like to give everything up for God. And I never really knew what it was like to be really deep in God's presence until I really felt it. I mean, God's presence, blah, blah, blah. Um, I mean, it was really great because I really felt the Holy Spirit. Like, these teenagers were speaking in tongues and I really felt the Holy Ghost. I mean, it was crazy. I felt so much different while I was there at camp. I got baptized for the first time ever. <laughs> and ever since, I don't even know how to explain it. I just felt completely different. just felt so much better about myself and my life and following God. I never used to think as highly of God as I do now. I kind of struggle with anxiety a little bit, and Pastor Nick said something that hit me really hard. He said, whenever you feel anxious about something, thank the Lord for anything, because anxiety and thankfulness cannot be in the same place, and I thought that was amazing to hear. The more I read God's word, I've learned so much stuff that I never would have thought was possible until I actually read it. I just want, I just want more of Jesus, because he's so amazing, and I'm never going to stop wanting more of him, because he is the king of kings. It hurts to say it now, but I've followed the society way more than I followed Jesus. And now I realize that following Jesus just makes your entire life way better because you have someone that loves you no matter what. He loves everything about you because you're his creation. And you, he, even though he has 99 others, you're lost and he's going to build a kind way towards like the 100th one. Yeah. He's never going to lose hope on you because he never lost hope on me. And I think that's amazing because... That's my Savior. That's the one who controls my life and loves me no matter what. Even though I'm not perfect, even though I make mistakes, he never gives up.
One moment, please. Um, my name's Abby, and I just want to say thank you to Tabby and Matt for letting me come to church and camp. It was an amazing experience, and yeah. Um, so when we got to Missionville Youth Camp, I was so anxious to meet new people, and, and I was excited to see all my friends I made from Elevate, and I had one goal for that camp that week, and that was to get over my anxiety and my fear of death. Um, when we had the first day of worship and service, I didn't really know how to praise God or really just worship him. So I just stood in the back, like, not even knowing how to worship him. Um, when Wednesday came, I just woke up, and I just had that weird feeling inside of me, like, it just didn't feel right. And I didn't really feel energetic or just happy. I just felt sad and, like, I just depressed all day. Um, and then when worship time came that night, I was in the middle just reading the lyrics and just standing in the back and not doing much. And then Malachi, Brielle, and Tamaya came up to me, and they, when Malachi started praying for me, I just started to cry so much. I didn't know what to do. Like, I just... I felt like all my worries and fears were washed away. Um, it also felt good to have my friends there with me. I just felt freed from all my worries and fears, anxiety. Um, on Thursday, I had a great time with my best friends, just doing the waterfront, going on the um, kayaking and canoeing. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> Um, and I loved it. It was amazing. Then when it came time for worship service and service, I just started feeling like I had all of my worries pushed back and they were gone. But then I just started feeling like the devil was trying to push them back into me. Um, during worship, I then suddenly felt the Holy Spirit moving on me. Like it felt life changing. Um, when Pastor Nick was preaching, he was preaching about like, if you have any giants, as, like, Tamaya said, any fears or worries that you need, then you need to pray to God to take that away. Um, after he preached a little longer, he told everyone to go to the altar and get your hands on your hands in your, sorry, go to the altar and get on your hands and knees and pray. We had some music playing while we prayed, and during that time, I had started to really understand how to worship the Lord. And I started to just cry so hard, and I just started to shake. And that very moment, I felt the Lord speak to me. He said, let it go. Let all your worries go and just forget about it. Leave them in the past. Look forward, not back. When he spoke to me, I was just saying to myself, I was like, oh, my gosh. God is so, so powerful. He loves me so much that... He just literally spoke to me, like, in that very moment, I was just shocked that God really spoke to me for the first time in my life, and it felt amazing, like, and I had some of my friends there with me, and I just felt safe, like, it was just, it was just amazing. Um, after worship one night, we did a little girl group prayer, and the boys did their own prayer, and when I just, that's where I decided to mention my fear of death and anxiety, which I had felt scared to share because I didn't even know if I could trust anyone. And I just kind of felt alone in that moment. But after we prayed and we just, I cried so much. After sharing that, I felt relieved that I could actually trust someone and to know that you are never going to be alone. For the first time that week, I felt all my fear and anxiety was gone forever and just to this day I've never thought about it and it's never been on my mind other than that I had a great time with my friends um and I loved canoeing kayaking also loved the part where Tobias flipped over that was pretty fun and me Tobias and Micah went canoeing that was fun I enjoyed that 
I also enjoyed playing some Gagaball, even though I'm terrible at it and I got out. And getting to meet new people from different cabins and just exchange phone numbers, and that was a lot of fun, too. Getting to go on the water slide, um, which I slipped on going up the stairs. <laughs> that, that was fun. Also getting to participate in the relay finale, that was fun, but it was also very intense. Um, Malachi was our runner that ran the longest distance. Um, and my favorite part was also getting to really dive into God's word and what it really means um, to worship the Lord. I also wanted to say that on our way back from camp, I decided to take Kamaya's phone <coughs> and text Pastor Nick, which he's awesome. I loved him, and I miss her dude. Um, and I texted him on Instagram, and I told him how God spoke to me, and he texted me back, and he said, that's awesome. He's really happy for me. And then he asked me this. He asked me if he could screenshot it and then share it on his Insta because he said that testimonies like mine really bring people to Jesus and they can find real freedom in their life. I thanked him so much and I just felt so happy and proud that I shared it with him and I could really trust someone with my testimony. Um, in conclusion, I'm super happy and thankful my parents let me come to this camp. And I'm really happy I got to experience what it felt like to get the Holy Spirit and have God speak to me. I love everyone that came, and thank you. too loud it's okay all right um hi i'm matt um i got to join tabby the youth leader um yeah yeah he's in a skit he'll be going last um so anyway um i really enjoyed um being able to go this time as the team counselor um and it just was um a really cool thing to have the calvary open bible church join us as well um getting to uh have a couple extra people that started off our week branching out just on a car trip, you know, because when I used to go to camps, I kind of stayed in groups with people that either came up to me or, like, I had already known. So branching out was something that wasn't, like, super easy for me. So we started off by having, you know, several new faces that's just like, ta-da, here you go, talk to people for three and a half hours. So that was really great, and it made, you know, I, I think that was really awesome just being able to communicate and um, start off the week that way. So anyway, um, some of the my favorite parts about camp um, was just being able to listen to the the team's thought process change thought processes change um you know there are a lot of things that happen in our daily lives that we just kind of put up with and we don't really um we don't take just control of um we're just like oh that's just normal we don't really need to do anything about it everyone has this everyone does this um and a lot of these teens just started to work through some of those things, you know. Um, and I, I really did enjoy uh, how much he was talking about, uh, sorry, Pastor Nick was talking about going against culture, you know, because it was really easy for, I mean, just being honest, anyone under 25, and actually it probably is above that now, but, you know, a lot of that age group is addicted to phones and social medias and stuff like that. You know, I'm not saying to just throw the phone out the window, whatever, you do what you want. Um, I'm just like understanding that there are certain things that you shouldn't be looking at, you shouldn't be watching, you shouldn't be following just because it's just garbage, you know. He talked about several artists who are like, I don't let my kids listen to my music. 
and his Whistler because it's trash. But, like, understanding that there are things that we should be doing to protect the minds of the kids and teenagers, and once you become of age, you should protect your own minds. Um, and so there, there's that aspect of it. Um, one of the things that um, really touched me was um, I had been... I had been worshiping, and I was, like, started to feel that there was something that I needed to ask for forgiveness for. I didn't know what it was, and I really couldn't even think about anything that I had done, like, that I hadn't asked for forgiveness for, um, you know. And so I just kept praying, and then, like, um, I had realized that, like, when I was, like, eight or nine, I had actually, like, done some pretty, like, um, pretty terrible things to some people, and I didn't actually, like, process it, um, and I had just kind of, like, piled a bunch of junk on top of it so that I could feel better about myself, um, you know, and so, um, you never realize how much of a burden those types of things can have on your life, um, even, even if you don't just have it on your thought process, you know, there's a lot of things that you do in the moment, and like, y your guilty conscious lays, lays something on you, but no, this was something that happened 12, 14, or however old I am, yeah, 14 years ago, and I had completely cleared it from my own memory, because we don't like having done something wrong, um, and so it just was that thing of like, God was showing me that I need to go ask for forgiveness, because I had never dealt with it, um, and it's just, there, there are a lot of kids that I also talk to, and after having that experience, being able to talk to some kids and help pray with them, because they had also not dealt with some stuff in their, in their life, you know, and it, it just, um, yeah, yeah, so I'm just going to move on from that, um, I I just, there are so many things that I think that everyone should try to be able to experience again. I understand that not everyone is going to be, and it's not everyone's calling, but um, there's something about seeing kids um, on fire for Jesus and actually, like, getting out of their comfort zone, doing stuff that, like, it's not what they normally like to do. You know, most of the kids that, you know, we took, I would say, like, they don't just want the spotlight. They just, like... They, they're not just always jumping up on stage. Like, you know, everyone here, you know, has been pretty, you know, like, kind of reluctant to go up, not just like, yes, let me talk. Like, no, no, no. That is like, uh, do I go out there and say something? Like, like, and so it's really awesome to be able to see these kids where it's like putting you in an environment where it is normal to actually talk about stuff, you know, because there are a lot of times that, we're just like, oh, don't talk about sin because sin is bad. Oh, my goodness, you know, you just sin. Don't do it. Yeah, well, great. But how do you deal with that sin? Or how do you deal with those feelings and those emotions? Like, so we were able to have small groups and conversations so that we could move forward. Because that's what does more good than just like, oh, say sorry, and then pretend like it didn't happen. Which I feel like, was, was my way of dealing with things because, you know, if you share things, then, you know, then it changes how people think about you. Well, guess what? It's blunt, but I don't care. People's opinions of you, it doesn't matter. You know, the only one's opinion that matters is God's, and people's opinions will not send you to hell. So just, you know, think about that part of for a second. Um, I really love to be able to just experience just the the heart of worship. Um, I had normally, I don't like staying still or waiting or like, I mean, if something's like, if it's just like music, I'm like, okay, well, all right, let's move on to something else. There's, there's no words, whatever. Um, Nick was talking about how it's like, he would spend time listening to um, uh, 
there's I have it written in my phone somewhere, but it, it's this soundtrack, and it basically it's just music, and he's like, just try to praise God with it, you know, because the thing about worship is it doesn't have to be what someone else made. You can cry out to God, and it will change your relationship with God, you know, and so it's just little things that, like, I know are talked about, but phrasing it differently and changing the way you think about it, I think it just helps you to grow, so, um, there are some more things that I'd love to share that I really can't share them right now. Um, part of it is because I feel it's part of other people's testimonies and they're not here. So I, uh, if, if you see some of the kids and want to talk to them about some stuff, feel free to talk to them. Um, I guess that's it. Noah, welcome. I was not wanting to come up here because I didn't see any of my boys up here, but um, so I um I love worship this year. I felt like this was the best camp for that. Um, the other years I went to camp, I didn't really have that because I wasn't as close to God as I am now. But um, it was fun. Um, I met some new people and. Hung out with um, Miles High. He's not here, um, but he during worship, I felt like this stuff's been going on with my family, and it just felt good to like cry out to God and like give it all to Him. And yeah, car ride was fun too. We painted Joker's. They strung. 100 bottles of milk on the wall. That was annoying, but. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's it, I guess. Great job. It is uh, never easy to stand up here and to, it doesn't matter how much preparation mentally you've done on what to share, as soon as you stand up here, um, all that preparation goes out one ear. So, um, praise God. Uh, I just have a few things I want to share with you, and it really ties in well with some of the things that they've shared. Uh, I've titled um, today, uh, Follow Before Go. Uh, follow before go, okay? We, we all know the, uh, the great uh, commission is Matthew 28, 19, and 20. Uh, go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son uh, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all these things um, that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So we know that it's been indoctrinated into us from uh, as early as we've been in church, right? <laughs> go, make disciples. Uh, but one of the things that preceded the go is uh, Jesus uh, coming into uh, the world, and he, he, was, he was walking along, and I, as I was reading through these passages this week, I, I found it interesting, this, this journey that Jesus took to gather um, his leaders, you know, um, I'm sure um, if we were pulling together a group of leaders that we would go a, a different route, but um, let's just look at a couple here real quick, okay, uh, Matthew chapter 4, um, Verses 18 through 20 says, While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. He didn't know anything else about them. <laughs> he didn't study their life, he didn't look at their resume. He just knew that they were already fishermen. And 
he needed fishermen. You know what? When you need something specific, you go out and you start looking for people that can fulfill that one objective. He said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And, and, and this is one of the things that still catches me off guard every time I read it. Immediately, they left their nets and followed him. Brielle, run upstairs and get me a glass of water. Now, now how many of you saw her immediately go do that? Now, now she's thinking, that, Pastor, what are you telling me to go get a glass of water? Where do I get a glass? Is there water upstairs? I mean, she's thinking through all these things. Why is he telling me to go do that right now? You're, you don't go in and get me a glass of water. You're fine. You were just my example. Okay? <laughs> Sorry for you. I, I should have used Kamaya. She, would, she probably would have gone and got me a glass of water. But you know, Thank you. Um, but these fishermen, Scripture says that they immediately left their nets and their boat and followed him. Their livelihood. They, they left that which was their provision. How many are you ready to do that? How, how many are you ready if... If Jesus was walking by and, and he came up to you and he said, Kyle, follow me. You're leaving the water plant and uh, today you're going to become a fisher of men. You know? Or David, uh, you're no longer going to be a teacher. Uh, uh, today you're going to be, you know, a full-time discipler of, uh, of men. You know, it's, uh, Ryan, you're not, you're not going to be a pilot anymore or, or not even a, you know, hobby farmer, you know. Uh, <laughs> you think, I've arrived, praise God, I'm not fixing anything else. You know, Jesus calls you out of that which has been your provision and he says, listen, I've got something, it is so much Bigger than anything you ever imagined. And you're thinking, I have no idea what in the world I'm doing. But they just left everything. Listen to one more here, okay? Matthew 9.9. Jesus... uh, passed on from there, and he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth. How many of you sitting, going by the IRS, would see sitting, somebody sitting there collecting taxes, would say, uh, hey, uh, Matthew, um, instead of collecting taxes, um, follow me. And Scripture says Matthew rose up and followed him rose up and followed him. And it's in another it's another immediate reaction. Another immediate reaction. See that what that's what it means to follow Christ. It is a radical change in lifestyle. Now, I am thankful that when, when Jesus Christ calls us today, he's not calling us necessarily to leave that which is our provision of income today. Necessarily. See, I'm, I'm throwing that in there for it. Because sometimes it will be. I'm not ever going to put an absolute there. Most of the time, it is simply saying, listen, I want you to begin to work for me in the midst of what you're already doing. That's what he's already saying. I want you to be one of my servants. I want you to begin to tell other people about me where you're already serving. That's what he wants. I want you to begin to to cast your net 
where you're already working. And that's what this series is all about. See, this, this right here, this is you guys. This is you. Some of you are broken, and you're tied together, and, and your, your line is all caught and, and all because you haven't been used for a while. You don't even know if you function. Yesterday, I was, uh, uh, had the opportunity to go out and hang with some friends who uh, were actually fishermen. And um, so I'm watching them, and I mean, I, I am not a professional fisherman, okay? So I'm there observing. I want this, my, my purpose there yesterday was actually to observe fishermen, <laughs> not to be throwing my line in the water. I didn't even bring a line because they're here. But um, so I'm watching these guys, and I mean, they're, they're casting, and some of them were casting, and they just let it sit there for a little bit. And, but most of them, it was cast and, and real, cast and real, cast and real. It was this process that was constant motion. And at certain times, they caught nothing. But there was this series of time I was watching, and all of a sudden, there were like six or eight guys out there fishing at the same time. And three or four of them were catching something at the same time. And I'm thinking, and they were all screaming. They were, they were all hooting and hollering. Have you ever seen a bunch of guys fishing and they all get excited because they're catching something? Fish on. Now, I'll be honest. One guy, his was only like this. But there was, I, I'm not, it's, this is not one of those fish tails. But one guy had a fish. He was like this long. Now, we were... There were several of us watching, and he was, we were, they, he was trying to get this fish in, and he was fighting this baby. And, and it ended up getting under the dock, and he could not get it in. And he lost it. So, and we were all sad for him. But we saw the guy, this, this fish surface several times. But there was another guy there fishing, and he was out on the dock, and he, he, was, he was on one side of the dock, and the fish went out on it. He circled around, and he was running this dock, and he got to the other side, and with a flip of his wrist, he flipped that fish up there on the shore, and just as he did, his line broke. And he jumped to the shore just in time to catch this fish before it got itself back in the water. And I started thinking how aggressive we are or are not, when it comes to winning people to the Lord. You know, we have been given a command, a commission, not, a, not an option. <laughs> We're said, go into all the world and make disciples. And yet, we take it leisurely, if we do anything at all with it. We, we think it's like one of those things that it's an option. It's one of those things, you know, it's a la carte. <laughs> we can add it to our faith if we want to. But no, it was not an optional type of thing. It's one of those things that we have to do. Each one of us are supposed to add that to our faith and do it. And we're not. Otherwise, let's be honest, even as... The young people said this church would be full because we all have at least three friends. Even those of us who are on the lower side, if we had one. The numbers on statistics, even if you don't like statistics, statistics are right at least once, that the average person in their lifetime never lead a single person to the Lord. The average person in their lifetime never, say never, never lead a single person to the Lord. How sad is that? That we've been given, <laughs> it's like that, you've been given one job, right? Have you, <laughs> have you ever been, you've ever, you send your kids to the bedroom to clean the room and they come back and, 
and you go in there and you think, you, you were given one job. We've been given one job. We're, we're to tell other people about the Lord. All the other things we get to do are, are bonus material. They're benefits. But we've been given one job, really, and it's to tell other people about the Lord. And we get to do that through how the Lord influenced our life. So today what I'm going to do to end our time, I'm going to tell you about my experience. Okay? I'm going to do it in a shorter, a very short version. Um, some of you have heard portions of it. 16 years of age, alcohol, drugs, abuse, broken home. That's what I was... That was I, that's what I was dealing with. And um, hopelessness. I was lost. I was looking for an out. I, I was looking for anything that would give me a way to get away. I, I, I was 16, but I didn't see any hope in the world. And that's a sad place to be at 16. And so I, I took any opportunity to get away from my house, and uh, I, I played sports. I, I, I could go play sports at school, and, and that was my way out. And, and, and I had a neighbor right behind our house, and he began to invite me over to his house, and I would go over, and he would um, let me play basketball with him. And uh, He began to teach me how to lift weights. Things that my dad never worked with me on. And so through three months, no intensive Bible studies, <laughs> no, no thus saith the Lord moments, <laughs> no uh, no water division moments, no um, uh, bread from heaven, manna from heaven moments. Just through, he, he was a big man. He was 6'5". I mean, I was 16, you know, 5'10". Actually, I was the same height as I am now. It's scary. At 16. I had visions of being 6'5", you know, freshman in high school. Didn't go any further, but... But this man, this, this behemoth of a guy, was so gentle. His parents wouldn't let him play football because he thought he'd get hurt. At 6'5", you know, 275 pounds. <laughs> thought he'd get hurt. But he'd take me out, we'd play basketball, and, and he, he was a power weightlifter. <laughs> thought he'd get hurt. And... You know, you know, he'd show me how to lift weights, and, and he just loved on me. And, and in a process of three months, little, little moments, he'd tell me about how God changed his life. You know, little moments, he'd tell me about how uh, he had found hope. And uh, sitting in his living room on his couch... He, uh, he said, hey, how would you like to experience what I experienced? <laughs> and you know what? I didn't even have to think about it. <laughs> and I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I really didn't even have knowledge to know enough about what he was talking about. Because I had never been to church. All I knew is what I was going back to was not good. And what he had been talking to me about was so much better than what I was living. And so I said yes, and um, man, he, uh, he led me in a sinner's prayer, and I accepted Christ in my heart. And then he said, hey, I'm going to church tonight, and I'd like you to come with me and uh, tell the church about this. I'm thinking, 
and tell the church what? And so I did. I went to church that night, and I stood up in front of a church, and I told them that I had uh, confessed my sins and asked Jesus Christ to be my Lord and Savior. And that moment became a change in my life. Um, you know, Romans um, chapter uh, 623 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is the eternal life through Christ our Lord. And I, that night I experienced the free gift of God. And that's my story. In a very simple presentation. No one else can change it. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what anybody else says. Because I know how it made a difference in me. And you know what was amazing? This week on Monday when we took the kids to camp, we were dropping Joseph and uh, Uriah off in the, uh, on the tween side of camp. And some, some guy, some bald guy, was hollering my name. This bald guy was saying some bald guy. And he said, uh, he said, you don't know me, do you? I said, no. And it was the guy that led me to the Lord, his son. <laughs> he, said, he said, I look a little different now than when you saw me last. <laughs> and so, so we sat there and reconnected. But what, a, what an opportunity. So... God has a way of taking our, our messed up, broken lives and turning them around into something amazing. So I want you to know, as we go into this series, that I believe God is going to help you take your story and make it into a net that you're going to be able to cast it and help lead other people to the presence of God. And, uh, and that's what it's all about. Is that you would become an active part of soul winning. Not that you bring them to church so that the pastor can lead them to the Lord. I mean, I will. Li listen, I will lead every single person to the Lord that I can. Because I will never miss out on an opportunity. But let me just tell you this. Every person that you miss out on the opportunity to lead to the Lord, you will weep and cry when you get to heaven because you missed out that opportunity. I'm just telling you, there are, there are rewards when you get to heaven for every person you have an opportunity to lead to the Lord. There is something about those, those opportunities to lead people, and, and you don't realize that until the first time you lead someone to the Lord. Now, you didn't save them. Please, I know sometimes we get into heaven and say, I saved somebody. You don't save, you can't save anybody. You can't save a fly. I, I kill them all the time. I've never tried to save one, nor do I want to. But you can't save them. But I have been part of leading numerous people to the Lord. But I know the one who can save them. And his name is Jesus. So next week, there's going to be an opportunity for one of you to share your story. And I don't know which one of you that is yet. So if that's going to be you, you may want to let me know before next week or I'll assign it to you. And you know I'll do it, you know. Now, I may not even be here. Now, it's, it's not like I'm going to heaven or anything like that, you know. Um, but I have knee surgery on Tuesday, and right now I don't even know exactly what all that's going to look like yet. Um, so I'm doing a partial knee replacement, and I, we're still unsure about my walking ability yet. I'm planning on being here. But Pastor Willie is on deck getting a sermon ready just in case. Um, so I'm, I'm planning on being here, but we have a backup ready just in case. So, um, but my plans are I'm going to be here. But some of you, one of you better get ready for sharing your testimony, and it would be great for you to text me um, before uh, tonight. 
So that way um, I can let Pastor Willie know in case. So, All right. Thank you guys for sharing, young people. You inspired me. There are more stories, and there are more young people that will be back hopefully next week and the weeks to come, and we'll get them to share as well. Um, and we didn't hear from Joseph and Uriah yet either. And so uh, uh, they've got some great experiences as well. And so uh, um, just be ready. Talk to them. Ask them their stories. And I know Esther and Daniel uh, didn't share, and they've got some great stories. So, um, you know. Call them out, talk to them, ask them questions. It's a great time. So, all right. Ushers come. We're going to wait upon you for morning tithes and offering. And we already have a volunteer for next week. See, it's a good thing I have my watch connected to my phone, and it sent me a notice saying we already have a See, look at that. How amazing is that, you know? All righty. Uh, let us pray. Father, thank you for this great day, for this opportunity to serve you in the things that we're doing. And, uh, Father, as we enter into this time to become uh, more active at becoming fishers of men, I pray that you would challenge us in our faith. Father, I pray um, through this season of our life that we would truly fine-tune our skills at um, fishing. Help us to refine our story, and uh, we just thank you. We pray your blessing on um, each one as they share, and we ask for this in your name. Amen. Thank you, guys. Once the uh, ushers have passed uh, you, you are dismissed to share with one another, love on one another, and uh, God bless you. We have men's group tonight. Men's group tonight.